Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful, blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Everyone has a new sort of approach to an attitude towards fitness now because people are zooming at home and how do I explain this? Okay. So a couple of years ago, or maybe it was like five years ago, designer fitness started. Okay. So this is when it became like this bespoke curated fitness experience. So how I grew up and first understood fitness in gyms was it was, the, it was those like sweaty, gyms of windows on the second floor of Boston or New York City buildings and you dreaded it and January 1st you got a membership and leg warmers and hot pink uh like tights and some people wore like thongs up their ass but like body suits and everybody went and wore your Reebok high tops and scrunchies and you dreaded it maybe it was probably like $30 a month or something And then you never went back and then tried to fight them forever to get out of the mafia. That was that monthly payment. And that was like, I feel like it was like crunch, New York sports club, um, 24 hour fitness, which is so crazy. But 
anyway, that was what it was for me. And then you found the Stairmaster and you just hated it. But like some people went there to flirt and maybe you could afford a trainer. And then it became a little more fancy in New York City. And they had the Reebok Club and the new and the Vertical Club was was before the Reebok Club. And that was an Upper East Side place where like Jewish New York City yuppies could afford, I guess, $115 a month to work out, which is was so much money to me that it could never, ever happen. And years later, I probably finagled or found a way to get a discounted membership or, I don't know, these were these places that had steam rooms and saunas and I guess you could bring your clothes and pay for the extra laundry service where they'd wash your workout clothes, it'd be in your locker. I never could afford that or paid for that, but I loved it and my reward was going into that steam room. Okay, so then the next version of fitness evolved into the step craze, like step, you do step aerobics in the classes and you do like grapevine aerobics in the classes. And then it evolved into spinning. And that started for me in LA at the Spectrum Club, which was part of Sports Club LA. And there were these spinning classes and they were just like normal gym memberships and people would be in the front and excited and the music was great and you were sweating and it was efficient and it was 40 minutes and Barry's boot camp came alive then and it was a certain group and one class that everyone would sweat on top of each other and do the treadmill for half the class and torture yourself for like sit-ups and all this other stuff. Then years later, I remember talking to a friend in New York and she said, I started Soul Cycle. And I said, okay. I said, what is that? She said, well, it's a bicycle class. You go on this journey. It's a spiritual fitness journey. And I was like, so it's spinning. No, it's not spinning. It's not spinning. I'm like, well, is a bicycle attached to the floor and they're playing music for 45 minutes? Yes, but it's a different experience. Like you're on a journey, people wearing bandanas. This is your life. I'm like, it's spinning. And spinning was invented by Johnny G years ago. And other people would call it like rev cycle or other things because They didn't have the trademark for what it was called. So you can't really call it spinning. I think Johnny G owned spinning, but I guess didn't monetize or market it in the right way. So Soul Cycle comes in and I'm like, okay, if it's this different, amazing religious experience that you're saying is different for your body and it's not spinning, I want to go to a class. So years ago, I went to a class. I'm like, it's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. And there was a a place in the Hamptons, Zone Hampton, and it was everyone's, it's different. It's a journey. Okay. So I thought it was spinning. To me, it was spinning. Okay, so then it evolved into a cult where all of these women and gay men and wealthy sort of Hamptons type hedge fundy mogul type private equity kind of men would go and were obsessed. And there were these teachers that were like these religious cult leaders that like they could only go to their class and they were weightless. But then you wanted to be in the front of the room and that would cost like $75. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? People are paying $75 to go to a gym class for one class to sit in the front row. I used to hide in the back row because you don't want to be seen and you just don't want to be like, you don't want to be like at work, like working. But this, the teachers, this is how they speak to you. And this was just at SoulCycle. And we'll get on to Flywheel and the whole other world of bespoke fitness. But the teachers, this is your life. Your life, everything you've ever, everything that's ever happened to you in your life is right now. This is who you are. 
This is the moment, and this defines who you are. I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't. I'm attached to a bicycle on the floor, sweating, just trying to get the fuck out of here. This is your moment. For the Every fiber of your being is determined by how you finish this class. I'm like, I don't think it is. I'm going to leave this class. I only have 30 minutes. I have to go get my eyebrows waxed. Like, what do you mean? So anyway, it became these people that felt like they were going to church, like religious church every week. By wearing like massive diamonds, showing off their cars and their their belongings and paying $75 to sit in the fucking front row. And if you were really popular, you would sit in the front row on the thing, like on the stage with the teacher. And now you're fucking teaching the class. So now I'm sorry, I'm paying $75 to sit in the front, be seen and half teach the class. I want to be paid for that. Incidentally, I did go to the Schwinn School of Spinning and somewhere in one of my like photo boxes. I am a certified spin instructor, ladies and gentlemen. I am. So I could go up there and lead my own cult religion. But anyway, that, you know, I like to say I digress. Then came bespoke model classes where it was model fit and models taught it and models went to it. And people who are size four feel like fatzos for being next to models teaching model classes. And then came dancer classes where other people who are size two felt fat. And then we're like, the other like derivative dancer classes in Soho and Tribeca where you have to be rich and have a net worth of $10 million to go to that class or you're a fucking loser. Like it's for skinny nose job hair and you have to have a net worth of $10 million. You have to have a, a, your hair has to be parted down the middle and you have to drive a G-Wagon or a Range Rover, and that's what you have to do to get into that class. And if you don't keep up with the 150-mile-an-hour dance routine that only someone who is in Moulin Rouge could do, then you're, like, snubbed at. And this is one of those classes where the teacher doesn't pay attention to anybody because if you don't fucking know the moves, then you don't belong. So that's the exclusive fitness chapter, which was also probably $7,500. And then the boxing bespoke boxing, the bespoke rowing, the bespoke stretching. There are entire places that you go to be stretched. Now, by the way, I've been and I love this, but I just want you to know you go somewhere for someone to stretch you for an hour. And then there was another derivative where someone was going to exercise my face. And I went, and I know this because these, these, these fitness PR people will call me and sometimes I'll get sucked in. I'm like, someone's going to exercise my face. Okay. So you go in there and there's like a regime for your face. I didn't know my face needed to be worked out. And now I, I know, and now I realize I've only worked my face out twice in 50 years. So that can't be good for my face. This brings me to now all the cool kids are in their homes paying the same amount of money to go to the bespoke, curated, religious, cult leader, follower experience. And I have a bar in my basement that's loose site, and I think it'd be great to hang laundry on that somebody sent me. Sarah's got them coming over to measure now because I'm getting on a reformer in my fucking dreams. Or when I have sex, maybe I'll get on the reformer. That's a good sex position thing, and that's exercise too. That should be a new class, sex position class. Now, I was told if you get on these classes at certain times a day that you pay a lot of money for, you're cool, and they'll call you. Bethany Franco's in the class. Like, no, 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 I don't know. Please, no, they'll call you out. I hear because they see that your Instagram name came in, and then they're going to call you out. But so this whole thing has, has like now gotten down to like at-home Zoom exclusive you're a loser if you're over a size zero and have less than 10 million dollars and don't drive a range over fitness classes so 
I think there's a whole world of faux spirituality in fitness. I just want you to know that I do not think that sweating on a bicycle next to the tiniest percentile of people in the world economically is a spiritual experience. All right. Well, what do you all think about fitness classes? My guest today is Dave Portnoy. Most of you have heard of him. He is on the rise. He is disruptive. He is influential. He is unfiltered. He is very relevant. He is the founder of Barstool Sports, which he created the brand Barstool as a newspaper in 2003, and he has transformed it into a multi-million dollar, soon-to-be-billion-dollar, in my opinion, digital media empire. Today, we talk about how he navigated big business decisions and why it's important to always follow your gut. I know you're going to love what he has to say. Very interesting conversation and a lot of parallels between two of us, which I was surprised by, I think. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. 
oracle.com slash strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi. Hey, how are you? So where are you? New York. Do you consider yourself a New Yorker now? Because you, see, even though I know you're Massachusetts, you feel like a New Yorker to me in many ways. Yeah, no, I'll never be a New Yorker. A uh, Bostonian, yeah. In reading about you, we have complementary target audiences and businesses, which I think is interesting and why I'm really excited to talk to you. But I just want to talk about how you could navigate a relationship either in the future or in the past with this kind of career, because I go through this myself and how do you manage friendships, personal relationships? How does how does business and your personal intersect? It certainly got more challenging as I've become more well-known. You know, in the early days, Renee, my ex, I met her in the very beginning of doing Barstool. So she was along for the ride and the journey. Uh, and as I became more well-known, she gained some notoriety and she'd be part of content because we document my life and she was part of it. I still maintain a great relationship with her. It was a little challenging when we went our separate ways. You know, if I'm out on a date or doing something, it became public and I never really wanted to get back to her. Just it's like nobody wants to see that or hear that. So I do my best to keep my private life in that regard as private as possible. You touch and feel so many things. You care about food. You care about sports. You care about business. You're a passionate person. So how do you separate what's work and what's not work? I feel that I try to have fewer buckets full than like six buckets full versus 12 half full. This is like a very simplistic answer, but I go with my gut and what feels right at the time. And, you know, I never really have this great foresight to what's next. Like right now, finance is something that I'm doing, but that wasn't on the agenda pre-COVID. And I never dreamed I'd be at the kind of center of the retail movement and things like that. It just kind of naturally occurred. And I, I don't give it a ton of thought. Now, if we're talking like business opportunities, I, you know, obviously I got to pick and choose what I get involved with that, but living my life and what becomes content and what doesn't, I just kind of roll with it. It's very organic. It's funny because I'm very similar. People always ask about the plan and the business plan and the trajectory. And I always say, I just execute the idea. Whatever I feel passionate about doing, you plant a seed and it grows. And that's why I love speaking to people like you because then I'm like, wow, like we have that in common. That's interesting. Did you think you had it when you were growing up, when you were a kid? What was your background and your household and your childhood like? And did you feel that you had some special thing or is that part of it? You just one foot in front of the other and here you are. You know, I always had an edge to me and I didn't care what people said about me. I talked in a very East Coast, like bust your balls, like type of way. And I always probably had a, just a little bit like more willing to march to the beat of my own drummer. I always sort of had that. Fearless and unfiltered from day one. Is your family like that? Are your parents like that? Yeah, to a degree, my dad more so. 
but you know, like my dad's told the story, like he, like he get into arguments as a kid. And it's like, I'd back him into a corner as like a 12 year old and like relentlessly like hammer him with stuff. But yeah, I just don't care. My dad's kind of similar in that regard. I just don't care what people think about me. I never have. And that, you know, I'm not afraid to make decisions that people will say, oh, you shouldn't do this. I just would never go with the flow guy ever. I can relate. And do you believe also like, but you don't buy into the hate, but you also don't buy into the love. Like you don't get sucked down the drain of people hating you or what you're doing, but do you, you also don't get sucked down the drain of, oh, people love me and it's right down the middle. Yeah, I mean, I will trust. If somebody I trust and believe in my circle says, oh, Dave, you went too far. What are you doing here? I will certainly value that opinion, but I don't care what people who don't like me say. And the people who like me, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't put great stock in that either. So what percentage do you think you're lucky and what percentage smart? Probably about 50-50. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I mean, I really... This is the only business I've ever started. And I know most businesses fail. I started a newspaper in a time when nobody starts a newspaper. I had a lot of breaks happen at the exact right moment in time. Like, without those moments happening, there's no chance we're here. I also think I was the right person to take advantage of the luck. But without both, there's no chance we're here. There's just no chance. Right. But for people at home who are listening and trying to come close to doing their own thing in the way that you've done it, you can smell the opportunity because your eyes are wide open. You're looking so you know when to jump in. You know what I mean? You're knowing when to fold, when to hold the whole thing. It sounds like that. Like you're smart enough to look at what's going on. And if you see the opportunity, seize it. Correct. We've pivoted a million times, made great decisions a million times. But at the same time, it, you know, it started as a newspaper if the internet and blogging didn't kind of explode right as we were shifting into it and the guy moves to New York, he's like, I'll build you a website. There was a lot of circumstances that fell right for me. And I really think with any business that becomes as successful as we have or anything in general, you really need a lot of luck. Right. You do need a lot of luck. And timing. You said timing. Timing is super important. You can be very, you can be way too early for something. I've seen people have the greatest idea and just be too early. And then someone else takes their whole life away because they weren't able to sort of time it. What are you good at and what are you bad at? It it can be personal, but business in general, like what are you good at and what are you bad at? And what do you struggle with in business? Like, fuck, I can't get this right. Because I have like 10 things like that where I'm just like, I can't do this. What are you not good at? You know, I'm probably not the greatest manager of people. I just was, it's literally on here. I literally wrote, because that's my nightmare. I wrote on here, look, do you still need to manage people? Do you find that to be the hardest? I'm self-motivated. I take care of my own shit. And the people we hire, they don't get attaboys. Like, the only time you hear from me is if you did something wrong or I'm disappointed or I'm mad. And I mean, I'm ruthless. Like, I, I will air you out and I can be a hard person to work for. Now, some could say it keeps people on their toes. So I'm definitely not good at that. What I'm good at is for our business, I have a very good intuition when so- like we're never wrong. We're on something like, yep, this is going to work. Now we've done things may- that may be early and I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work or it won't. But once we really commit to something and know about something, I'm generally right. Like, I just have a good sense of, yep, 
the feel, the moment, what we should be doing. I've, I've been very good at that. Don't you also think it's because you're a place of yes person? So even if it's shifting a little, you know how to find your way through the back door, through the garage, or really you're just nailing it, bullseye. I'm inherently good at, at keeping us in the news. I mean, I think the biggest thing that Barstool probably compliments, it's like we've been around now almost two decades and we've been edgy and cool for two decades, which is very hard to do. Like most businesses like that or media companies, you have your moment and then you kind of fade. It can be social media. It can be almost anything on the internet. We haven't faded. There's something about us that have kept us as this like pirate ship mentality. And like, those are the bad boys, even though we've grown to be kind of mainstream. So you gave up a piece of your business, which I've been through that. Describe that process. Like, how it came to be, what your thought process was. Was it too early? Did it bring you at least half of what you wanted it to? Because it never brings you everything you want. Everybody's sacrificing a little and growing a little, if it's good. So how does that whole process work for someone like you who likes to be in control? So Barcelona was successful. We started in 2004, and that deal happened in 2016. And I've said this before, but I started Barstool. I would have been happy making... 60 grand a year working for myself. That was like the goal. I don't want to work for somebody else. And it became far more successful than I ever dreamed it would be. I was making seven figures, taking home a lot of money. I, I kind of was on, I don't want to say coast mode, but we had built our audience in Boston, New York, and we really had a good thing going. And I never thought we'd take investment. I wasn't looking for investment. And uh, this guy, Mike Kearns, went from Yahoo Digital, the churning group, reached out and he's like, hey, I'm a fan of Barstool. Would you ever be interested in taking a meeting about investment? And I'm always open to taking meetings, but it never, I, I'd get different people reaching out and it never really got serious. This guy, Mike, was in San Francisco. After the phone call, the next day, he flew to Boston, which immediately showed that he was very serious. We had dinner and he was basically like, if I gave you money, what would you do? And I said, well, I think I would create we were all separated. So I was in Boston. Uh, Dan, our guy in Chicago, Chicago. We had a New York guy, Philly guy. I said, we all moved to one place and create like a 24-7, basically, blog reality show. And he was into it. And I was convinced Mike Kearns and, and Chernin were believers in the content. And that was first and foremost. And we struck a deal. I could, They never could tell me to do anything with content. And they'd invest money into Barstool. And most importantly... I think give us credibility. Like it wasn't just a madman. Chernin had a reputation, connections, all of that. So it would take us to this like renegade kind of outfit to, huh, what are those guys doing? Street cred. Correct. Yeah. Introduction, street cred, everything. And I also knew we weren't great on the business side. And I don't think we were not great on the business side because I can't do business, but we're so busy. We're in the weeds. And we're doing well. Correct. It's like I'm writing blogs, doing content. You had to beg us to advertise. Our technology sucked. Um, so I, I, I realized that. I said, well, we got to build out the business side. We got to find a CEO. I'll do all the content. Let's hire somebody to run the business. And, and everything that we talked about, he agreed with. The valuation of the company, we got screwed in hindsight. But you mean who they, val they put a valuation on it? Yeah, he picked one out of the clouds. It was like, 7.5 million. It ended up around 12.5. I didn't realize at the time I had never done it. They were like pro negotiators. Now, they were also the perfect fit for us and they lived up 
to everything they'd said. We never had maybe one to two disagreements in, in the time we've been with them. So they were the perfect partner. Because I've done a deal with Beam Global for Skinny Girl Cocktails. And now the multiples are 10 times what I was paid for my cocktail. But I needed the street cred. I needed to not get swallowed. I needed, the, I get I get everything you're saying. And the valuation, if you're talking about a $5 million swing and they did everything they said, then you're good. That's good. So, and, and we got it up. It probably could have been more. But, the, but what they did, churn which the credit, I feel like they most deserve is Barstool is controversial and they knew it. And I don't think it's as controversial as people say it is, but people, especially in, in the times we live in, they'll make mountains out of mohill and they never interfered. They never were like, you can't do this. They just sat and let us do our thing. And that's what needed to be done. So to me, once I was convinced they're going to let us be us and this is going to take Barstool from me making a good living to, you know, potentially a much bigger and help all of the guys that have been with me that offered them a much better opportunity at becoming millionaires and whatnot. I was comfortable with the deal. How many people work with you? So when we did that deal, it was like 13. I think we have about 250 now. Oh, so that's really big. Okay. And so you have a back end, like if they cash out again, you can ring the bell again. Or so we we did sell again. So we've sold twice. Okay. So so we we sold fifth. I sold fifty one percent of the company to Churning Group. Okay. Last year, we sold thirty six percent of it to a company called Penn National Gaming Casino Company. Okay. And they have the option at the end of three years to basically become the sole owner. Got it. Okay. So that and that also was an amazing decision. Yeah, that has made me very wealthy, more wealthy than I ever dreamed. I'm sure you've gone through this at some level, meaning maybe not the exact scenario, but I worked very hard for a long time to make like $1. And then we did this deal with Penn in their publicly traded company. Half of it was equity, half of it was cash, but the stock has gone from like 26 to 120 in like a year. So that's I get that too. I have a lot of parallels. You're the most parallel career that I've ever, of anyone I've ever spoken to on, on here. So I'm fascinated by this. So go ahead. So, well, we did the deal. The stock was at $26.20. We do the deal. Wall Street likes it, goes up to 40. COVID hits. They have like casinos all over the country. They're all shut down. Stock goes to four. So it went from 40 to four. It's like, uh, are we going out of business here or what? Right. Then things start turning around simultaneously, I become very well known on Wall Street and everything just came together. And it's like, this is the pen guy. This is the Barstool guy. This is the guy making headlines all over the place. And, and people bought into it and it just has skyrocketed. The perfect storm. It really was. So is that like you're like a more modern, edgy, common man, Jim Cramer? Yeah, I think that's a good way. I love Jim. Love him. <laughs> So basically, I did something to Wall Street and finance that hadn't really been done yet. It was Jim Cramer, exactly like he kind of revolutionized with Mad Money and screaming, pressing horns. But I did something. I, I used memes and internet and I was making hype videos. And I was like, it looked like you were going to a football game when I'm talking about stocks and I'm calling out talking heads. And I'm doing what people do on the internet, except I brought it to finance. So I turned on the cameras and I'm like, I'm going to day trade. And I was putting up like millions of dollars and people were watching in real time as I was getting killed or winning. And just people hadn't seen that 
before with the gimmicks and all the bells and whistles that I've been doing at Barstool forever, but it had never been put to finance before. And finance are these like stuffy people, these talking heads. Yeah. It just, they didn't even know how to react to it. And it, and it caught fire basically. That's amazing. So you're very creative. I mean, and you're also very good at tech and I'm not, I hate managing people the same way. I'm not good at all of that. I hate social media and Instagram and knowing what's what and how to do this and filters and gim and like, you're amazing at all that stuff. I envy that. I'm very creative, but that stuff is very hard for me. Yeah. And I'm not great at it, but we are the first like internet digital company just of when we launched. So we, everyone we hire here grew up doing this stuff. Got so it. I may not have to make it, but I got a team of people who this is all they've done their whole life. You know what you want to have for dinner. Someone else can cook it. Correct. You're like, this is what we're having. I got to work on that. So, because when you did the first deal, you didn't care about the money. You just wanted to grow the business and grow the brand, which I also get. You make different decisions in different parts of your career for different reasons. It's not always about the money. Sometimes you'll take no money because it's about the street cred or it's about uh, just the awareness or to build the overall brand or it's a flagship store. So, now that I hear about the second deal, what is the end zone? Like, have you taken it into the end zone where, and I know you don't plan all these things, but what, what would the end zone look like for you? If somebody asked me what the end zone or the end goal was when I did, when I started the company to turn in to now it's changed so much. The goalposts keep moving, but what I'm about to say as insane as it sounds is far more realistic than if I started day one, say I'm here. So I, I guess I have bigger goals. I like I think we can be a billion dollar company. You know, we're at the forefront of illegalized vice gambling. There's marijuana and there's gambling after that. I don't know what there else is there to legalize. And we're in the perfect position for it. So if we can execute on our vision, you know, I think I could be in a position where it's like, hey, I want to buy a sports team. Wow. Okay. That is how big I think the dream can be for us. The literal end zone. Yes. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop, but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So what is your target audience right now? Like, who are you really reaching? How, how much are women part of this audience? And that's what I'm really curious about. Yeah, they've become an increasing part of our audience. You know, Call Her Daddy, that podcast is gigantic. It's young, but that's ours. Uh, we have Chicks in the Office, which is a, a popular podcast. A lot more women. Erica, our CEO, has her own audience that she's a powerful executive. So it's certainly growing. And if you have a good sense of humor, I think you like us. We offer a little bit different for everybody. Uh, and it was a huge, it, it's definitely something we've gotten more into. Also, people don't always know this, but have you ever heard of like Jenna Marbles? Mm-mm, but that doesn't mean anything. I, I'm in a rock. So she was like one of the original YouTube stars. Literally, like she has like a wax statue at Madame Tussaud. Really, like one of the original. And I hired her out of a tanning salon way back in Boston. And we had a female site, Stula La, back in the early days. And then she got so big, she moved to LA, became a star. So we have some of that. I mean, it clearly is still male, but we have a much bigger female audience probably than people give us credit for. Well, yeah, and also sporting events. They always say like women are a huge part of the audience with the Super Bowl and things like that. I'm just, I was just curious because we're always trying to broaden our audience, me to men, you to women, and I've got all the moms. And all these TikTokers reach out to me, mostly the guys, but because their mothers are fans. So their moms are saying, talk to her and do what she's doing. So you you know, you find your, your talent and your guests. I know. I Yeah, listen, I do a podcast with them. I wasn't successful till my late 30s. I didn't have any money. Yep. I was broke. No, it's crazy. So they're 18 years old. I mean, that's a whole other world. So are you still the common man? Like, are you still the way you used to be? How have you changed? Do you love the, the nicest suite? Do you, do you Have you learned to really spend? And this isn't a trap. This is like literally, have you learned to spend and enjoy money? Or do you still have that sort of, is it going to be taken away from me mentality? What is your relationship to money? Do you have noise about it? What is it? I I like having it. I think if I lost it, it wouldn't affect me that much. I'm not money conscious. I never have been. I'll spend what I have. So the more I have, the more I spend. Ironically, which everyone always says, the the more well-known I am, the less I have to spend it on things like going out. And, you know, I, I go to Miami now a decent amount. 
I used to go there kind of before. I have to scrounge up every penny with my buddies to be able to like sit at a table. Now I get those tables for free, which is crazy because I can afford them. Right. But yeah, I, I'm definitely living a far more extravagant lifestyle. The only thing that, and then, I mean, this is going to sound so bougie, I love flying private. That's the only thing I'd miss. I get it. No, because, but that's about time. That's you valuing your time. And, and you, going through security. That's what I'm saying, but that's time. Yeah. It's like time yeah. suck. And I'm sure that your time is super valuable. Are you, do you want to have uh, a meaningful relationship? Do you want to have a family? Do you, is that a priority for you? How do you envision balancing that? How do you do that dance? Yeah. It, I don't know if I'd say it's a priority. I'm certainly like, I, I kind of look at my life day by day. And if I met somebody and it's like, okay, I want to hang out with this person the next day, the next week, the next month. Okay. Maybe I found something here. Is there a part of me at times like, Oh, I'm 43. And I'd be like this old single man. That's not the greatest occasionally, but I don't let it control me. I, there's nothing I can do. I, I, I'm never going to be the person who wakes up be like, I need to find like a partner or anything like that. Well, do you, because you have a program. I call it the pro- I call it a program. Like, I have a program. I have a daughter. I live here. I go there. My career is this. I do HSN, I, whatever. So you have, obviously, a serious program. Could you be with a woman who had their own program or it really has to be someone who's down with your program because it's so intensive? And there's nothing wrong with either one. I'm just saying, what what what's your general thing? I, I really don't know. Like, I, I don't, I have no idea. I, maybe I could meet somebody and I like that they're doing their own thing, or maybe I'd want them to be more part. I don't know. This sounds cliche-ish, but if I did meet somebody, I'd like just to know and whatever that is that makes me be like, that's the person, the program, whether it's that or as you're calling it, I don't know. I really don't know. But you would never online date. What do you mean online date? Like on one of the services? Yes, a dating app. Because I met my boyfriend who's spectacular and no one would ever believe I would meet him. And people don't believe he would, he met me there. Oh, you he, met him on that? Yeah, on an app. But it was like, it, he's like Prince Charming. So I'm just saying, it's not that it's crazy that you could meet real people. It's shocking who you can meet online. If you ever want to meet someone, if you do wake up one day, because you can't be casual about it, you have to be like, I might be interested in meeting someone. Because it's like you're going into a store to look for what you do like. And so you what's get- the difference, though, between like Instagram? Like, I mean, a million people slide into my DMs wanting to meet. I'll give you a great idea because you know that they are there because they want to seriously meet someone. And most of them on certain apps do want to seriously meet someone. They're not. There are some that just want to check and get laid, get a free meal. You can weed that all out. There are some at a certain level that are smart, that are educated, that really want to meet someone. So you've checked that box. And then you can find out what they do, how they live, where they travel. Then you can go over to their social little for that. But you really do kind of get an understanding and you can do a Zoom date. You don't have to leave your house. You get to see what their house looks like. You get to kind of have a conversation. You can put some makeup on if you want and have a drink and you put on a cute shirt. You can wear no pants as long as they don't. Maybe they'll want that. But, you know, and you haven't expended any time or energy and you've been on a first date. And then you know if you want to see them again in person. It's really good. I promise you. It's efficient. You're efficient. You don't have the fucking time to like. And meeting in a bar Apparently, girls now don't like to meet guys in bars, COVID notwithstanding, because what happens is if there are two women sitting at a bar, they're doing it for a reason. They're not sitting there for guys to walk up to them. And guys won't even walk up to them because they know that these girls would be on online dates if they wanted to tonight. And they they like to vet people. So it's a really good vetting program. That's what I think. I got to be honest. I don't see that scenario happening for me anytime soon. 
All right. Well, uh, let me help write your dating profile if you do. Uh, so what do you like to do in your spare time? What is your personal life like? Not business. Just what do you enjoy? I like horse racing. I like gambling, which is now my livelihood. So that's good. Um, and then you know, I go out. I, I'm a single guy, so I go out. You like to dance. You like to go to the clubs. Do you, da- I, do you know how to dance? I want, I want to say dance. No, I don't know. how. To, I'm more of like a sit in the back of a table and just kind of like bob like a chair dancer. Like it doesn't matter what type of music's playing. It could be like 80s point of sister or like rap or like techno. I'm dancing the same way, which is just like this. <laughs> okay. Doesn't matter. And then I want to know, but this is an important question. What's your all-star five athletes, the all-star team from any different sport? My personal, Tom Brady, clearly. Th- then it, it's Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky. We could go to six. Well, golf's Jack Nicholas, Boxing's Muhammad Ali. Baseball? Baseball's a tough one, huh? I don't know who I'd put in baseball. Maybe... Let your fans put that. It's tough. That's a tougher one. All right, so baseball, you'll get back to me. So you have Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Gretzky, Jack Nicholas, Ali. What sport are we missing? There's one sport. Oh, you want tennis. It's Federer. All right. That's your all-star team. You are great. I enjoyed talking to you. I appreciate it. I know you have no time and you gave me some. So I really appreciate it. I hope we get to meet in person one day. And I hope I get to hear about your dating fictitious profile. But if you had one sentence on a dating profile. Hi, I'm Dave. All right. I like it. I like it. Trademark it. Bye, Dave. Simple. (laughs) Hi, I'm Dave. Bye. Bye. I really enjoyed my conversation with Dave. I thought that coming in, he was a little bit uh, hesitant and he probably has so many people annoying him and asking him stupid questions and he probably agreed to do this and then it comes this morning and he's like, ugh, I have to do this podcast because that's what does happen with things like this and it's okay. And I really felt that throughout the course of the conversation, he was being asked questions that he doesn't normally think about, you know, about the machinations of his business, about the way that he makes decisions, about who he is as a person, which is really what I'm most interested in. It's not about what happened in the headlines last week and what did he say to someone. And people like him sometimes get worried ahead of time, like, what is she going to try to ask me? And I just really wanted to get a sense of who he is because people who are really, really successful uh, have many differences from one another. And there are definitely similarities that you can peg. And there was a lot about his trajectory that I saw in mind, which was comforting and um, familiar and made me want to kind of dig deeper. So I appreciate you listening. Rate, review, and subscribe. I thought Dave Portnoy was an excellent guest and we just keep getting the most incredible guests because of you and your feedback. That was really fun and different and controversial, all of which I love. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Just Be is hosted by me, Bethany Frankel, Be Real Productions, and Endeavor Content. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith, and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Sarah Katnack is our assistant producer, and our development executive is Nayantara Roy. Just Be is a production of Endeavor Content. This episode was mixed by Sam Baer. And to catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be with Bethany. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.